welcome to another episode of Let's Chat with Shell Griggs. I am coming to you guys very inspired, so let's get right into it because I know I'll have so much to say on this. Um, let's start with the story as usual, but let's start with the name first. So the name of this is Let's Chat help we've outgrown each other (laughs) this topic is gonna be so good let's get right into it okay so I was scrolling through my pictures and I found a screenshot that I had of Jackie Hill Perry and her she posted it and it's a picture of her and her husband on Instagram and then There's a caption that says, just because a friendship is getting difficult doesn't necessarily mean it's supposed to end. Anything of depth takes work to maintain. Amen, sister. The difficulty could be the natural consequence of moving beyond the surface and into a friendship that's built on something more than commonality. And the reason this resonates so much with me is because how many times have we gone um, and ended our relationships with other people because of the commonality ending? In reality, it's not that other person. It's it's us. You know, we have outgrown um, a phase in our lives where okay, we have this in common, we have that in common, or we have this. We have, we have the same birthday. You know, we're born in the same month. These kind of things, or we like the same things. We like the same colors. Those things can sustain a relationship for a little while, but after a while, those things get old and it's no longer we have the same friends in common. We have the same this, we have the same that. Now it's time to work because you're going to have things about yourself that the other person doesn't like and vice versa. No one's perfect. So we're pressing towards the mark of the high calling of God. And I, I will distinguish the difference between toxic relationships and things getting difficult because the person is becoming toxic or deciding to remain toxic and you just needing to grow past the fighting stage because you're going to start fighting when those things run out of, those things you have in common run out. And the thing about it is I went through this with one of my closest friends. Um, and when we first met, we were inseparable. We were like join at the hip. We were like SpongeBob and Patrick. There was no separating us. And as I began to, um, the commonality began to wear off and I began to see that we were fighting, I thought, okay, maybe this is the end of the road of this friendship. Maybe it's all over because she was not, we didn't have anything new to have in common. It was just like the same old, same old. And that's when growth has to happen. That's when you have to grow up. And so I ended up having to grow up in that relationship and say, you know what? Regardless of our commonality ending or regardless of what's going on now, I made a commitment to this friendship and I'm not going to just out every chance I get. I'm going to use this friendship and I'm going to show me my maturity level in relationships. If I can handle a long-term friendship 
then I can handle a long-term business partner. I can handle a long-term life partner. I can handle a long-time business plan. I can stick it out when things get rough. I can stay stick to a financial plan because look, the same mind that stays in a marriage, even if it's gotten difficult and even if things aren't going your way, um, it's the same mindset that would stay in a business. Um, even when the numbers don't look good, I've heard so many success stories of businesses where if the person had given up when it didn't look good, they would have lost everything because, and we wouldn't have some of the biggest brands that we have today. So giving up before you should, throwing in the towel before you should is kind of like a watermark of this generation. And not just this generation, but what you see out of relationships. Because old people are doing it too. And that's the thing. There's all this talk about millennials, millennials, millennials. And in reality, it's not really millennials to blame. It's people in general. We've taken our microwave June and beaver cleaver mentalities into our relationships. And what I mean by that with the microwave mentality is we don't have to wait for popcorn to be popped on the stove anymore. Long gone are those days. Now we have microwaves and you can just put a bag of popcorn in there, put it in for maybe three minutes and it's done before you had to wait for a long time. But the quality of that corn was so much better than what we see the popcorn today. Um, with this microwave popcorn and I remember as a kid we would get microwave popcorn but we my mom mostly but there would be those times where my parents would actually make popcorn on the stove and when they did that popcorn just hit different that popcorn hit different when it was made on the stove versus microwave and things that are worth something take time so if majority of the things that are worth something take time and majority of our relationships we don't want to take time in, what that's showing me is that the thing that's worth something, the thing that is worthy of our time is something that is precious and that we should hold on to. Now I'm not saying hold on in a relationship where the person has grown toxic and you know it's time to end it and you need an excuse um, to stay with that person. You don't need an excuse to stay with someone toxic. If you know that that relationship is volatile, that it's become just violent and abusive and um it could be emotionally and mentally violent as well as, you know, the physical, the sexual and, and all these other things. Um, and some people are tray manipulative. They are so manipulative. If you're in a relationship like that, I'm not talking about that. You need to do what you need to do in that situation. And by doing what you need to do, leave, run. Um, I'm not saying that this is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying hold on to a 
toxic relationship and situation. What I'm saying is when you get into a relationship with everybody and you start to fight with someone, that doesn't necessarily mean that that person is toxic. And it doesn't mean that you need to just give up on that relationship. And it doesn't mean that that relationship is unhealthy for you. It can just mean that your commonality has run out. And that's when it's time to grow the heck up and realize like regardless of, because you're going to have those things in common, regardless of what those things are that we have in common. What's even more is I started a relationship with this person. And if I started a relationship with this person and this person has not done anything to give me pause or throw up red flags, it's okay for me to proceed in my relationship with them and to stick around with them. And God is like that. God never gives up on us. He will leave the 99 and go after the one. But that doesn't mean he never returns to the 99. And also, it doesn't mean that the one is treated differently because God went after that one. It just means that God, he cares about us all and he wants to see us all prosper and he wants to see us all in his fold. But he thinks also of us corporately and he thinks of us as individually. And what we need to understand is that in our relationships, in the pursuit of of good, healthy, strong relationships. We cannot bring our preconceived notions into those relationships and think that if this person doesn't, if this person argues with me, if this person disagrees with me, if this person tells me about myself, then I'm going to find a way to exit stage left in this relationship and I'm never going to come back. Or if this person just don't agree with every idea I have and this person, you know, we used to have so many things in common. Yeah, probably still do. But the thing about it is you stopped celebrating the things you had in common and you started to magnify the things that you had that are different. Anytime I see a person come along and they have a divisive type of mentality, I automatically end it. And it's so interesting that this would come up because um, I had this call. I had this call, right? And this, um, this lady called my line and... Um, I work in, as a travel agent, um, a supervisor actually, and normally you're used to, I, I mean, you, you train your ear to hear fussing and then have to find a solution through the fuss, but that is normally from customers that you hear the fuss and you have to try to decipher, okay, what's going on here? I literally had a, um, a, another supervisor call me. And she was just griping from the moment she came on to the point where I thought that someone had just brought a customer over. I mean, she was just griping from the very moment that I took the call. She was just like, you know, this is terrible. This is, you know, uh, you know, this, you guys are supposed to be this and you're supposed to be that. How come this isn't done? And I had to stop her and I listened to her for a little while because I was like, I'm coming off the glory seat. I'm coming from the mercy seat of God. I just got done praying. I have my coffee in front of me. So I'm just like, it took me a while. It took a while for what she was doing to set in. And I told her, I was like, listen, this is very inappropriate because you are a supervisor. And you 
cannot call here acting like like a customer. I was like, you're just basically, it sounds like you're repeating their sentiment about us. I was like, and you know what it's like. You've worked in this environment, so you know what it's like when you need to do certain things and customers don't understand what we have to do on the, the back end. They're just like, fix it now. I don't care how you have to do it, but fix it. And there are so many um, bureaucratic things that we have to do on the back end that they don't understand. I expect the customer to lose their stuff when they say something was looked wrong or something was done wrong with their trip. What I don't expect is other staff members to lose their stuff and start to blame. And I told her, I was like, we work for one company and hopefully we have the same end goal as each other. I was like, but you to call here acting like a customer I was like it's very inappropriate she ended up telling me all this stuff like you're you're unprofessional right so I'm like look Lord I feel like I could have done that better I don't think I passed the test because I was just so shocked by her divisiveness I'm like hey we're one company you work for the same company as me and you're calling here you just work for a different department but She called and she acted as if, you know, she was totally outside of this whole thing. And I was like, you know, you work for the same place as I do. And she just hit the ceiling. She's like, this is unprofessional. She hung up. And I was like, okay, well, bye. You know, I just just let her hang up. And then afterwards, I was like, okay, Lord, show me how I could have handled that better. And... I just sat there just waiting to hear from God. And so that day passed and um, I just kept on because when things like that happen, I don't look at the other person. I'm, I always magnify, okay, did I handle that right? How could have I had, handled it better, you know, to get a better result at the end? But I just let her know. I'm like, look, sis, we work for the same company. So while you're bad, bad mouthing this Department, you're really bad mouthing this company that also puts money in your pockets. So we got to think about the bigger end here. Do you want to sit here and argue with me, or you want to just get this done together as a team? And sis wasn't wasn't on no teamwork wavelength. Sis was on a um, our department is better than yours. You guys never do this and do that. And I'm like, girl, you're we're you're throwing stones at the house you live in. Because we all work for this company. Ultimately, customers often don't even know we're different departments. The only people that know that is those who work internally. So for you to badmouth one department, you're badmouthing the entire company. And telling her that and explaining that to her, she just got so frustrated and upset. And I was still sitting there chill. Because a lot of times when I say what I say, I'm just like calm on the inside. There's no storm going on. And people always think I'm mad. And I'm like, I'm not mad. Um, And even when I was talking to my manager about the situation, I was like, she just probably just got too close to the situation. And she started to identify more with the customer than the truth. And we can't, we can't do that. And she was like, well, my boss was like, well, you know, it's not this person. It's that. And I was like, look, I don't care who is responsible for it. Let's just fix it and then we'll worry about who's at fault later. Like, let's just fix the situation. 
so I happened to be on the phone another day and she called same woman totally different tone and it was like I was like hey yeah I can call her I'll call her like so I called the the customer which is what she basically wanted me to do another customer that was putting pressure on her and I explained what was going on and I found out that basically the customer that she was riding as hard for was unreliable like she was doing all this stuff and it was just a bunch it was a whole mess so this lady was going off off of some false information that had been given to her vicariously through someone else and that's why I don't trip because I know a lot of times when these customers they they say things and we go back and we get the research and we find out the truth about really what really happened is never their version of events it's never their version of events it's always something that's slightly askew or even totally opposite of what they say been there done that bought the t-shirt no judgment but going off of that false information sis was ready to come for our throat just divisive and that's ultimately what I'm talking about with this whole story I told you guys this story because I was talking about divisiveness and um, I'm not talking about staying in a relationship like that that volatile where someone has ever already made up their mind about you and they're gonna literally they seek to divide okay I'm not talking about that I'm talking about staying in a relationship that is a healthy relationship and building. Even when you see things about that other person that you don't like, that are not your favorite. Staying in a relationship with people and sticking it out has become such a, um, it's like, that's such a rare commodity, such a rare quality in a person nowadays that when you are that type of way, it can be very positive because first of all, I commend anybody who has had long time friendships that have gone through some things, but have worked it out. Nobody said you're perfect. Um, and I don't even know how you can go years in relationships with people you so-called love and you never have a fight because even the word help me means to help and to go against. And it's, it's, saying that that woman is supposed to help you and be with you as until it's time for her to come against you and say hey no we're not going to spend our entire life savings on video games because you're not a professional gamer you're not going to be um and we're not going to spend all of our lives playing playstation at some point you're going to have to grow up and you're going to have to support your other three children or you know what no, we're not gonna, you know, spend our entire budget of food on bagels because you're gonna want us to eat something else throughout the week. And I'm not gonna be trying to find 50 different ways to serve bagels, you know, whatever the case may be. I, I don't, I'm not married, so my examples are probably like totally off base, but um, when you're I mean, but I've been in fights before in relationships and it can get that silly. It can get that petty. So let's, let's not act like there are not fights out there like that. that that's totally off base because some of that is probably right on point with some of our arguments that we have with people. Cause it's like, it's so petty that, you know, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt because 
There will be times in my relationships where I was like, I have the time to go there today. We're going to just be petty. We're just going to bring up receipts here. And it never helps. All it does is serves my ego. So when I'm really like deciding that, hey, I'm going to be intentional about relationships, but I'm going to be intentional about what my purpose is here because I don't want this person to get it misunderstood. Um, I want to be in this relationship with someone. I want to make this relationship work. Then I'm not going to sit there and go tit for tat with them. I'm not going to try to tear down everything they say with the, with the truth. Even though I am very observative, like observant. How do you say it? You know, I observe things a lot. Um, and even though I see it, I don't always speak on what I see. And I know a lot more than what people know that I know because of how I treat them. Because I don't act on the information that I've observed of you. I act on what you're consistently doing. Because a person can be faulty in one area. And totally good in another area. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that that's a character flaw. It could just be a memory thing. Like I know my memory is on point. But a lot of people, they don't remember stuff. Like I remember details. And so for me... And I just believe that God designed me like that so that that would be who I am. And, you know, I'm going to be unapologetic about that. But at the same time, I'm not going to use the thing that God has given me in a negative way in my friendships. And so I knowing this and being that self-aware in my friendship shows me that there are people out there that are self-aware and they are working on some things and they're working on ways on how to best be themselves and and maintain their relationships. So if you have a person like that that knows who they are and they're fully aware of what they um, are doing and they're trying to work on that and become the best version of themselves, just because your commonality ends with that person doesn't necessarily mean throw that person away. Because I've seen God bring people from a mighty long way where I was just like ready to throw in the towel with my friendship with them. And I was about to block them from calling me and all of this stuff. And because I wasn't going to change my number. I've changed my number too many times. And I was like, no, nah, we're not doing that. Not today. Um, in that noise. Like, let's just cut it. But I was like, you know, a better way is to go ahead and use these tools on this iPhone to block you. And block you from calling me. But God was like, nope, just hold off. Just hold off, baby. Because you're wanting to do this. And it's not that time. And there have been other times when I've been in prayer. And God told me, I come out of prayer. And God's like, hey, that relationship right there, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And I'd be like, okay, yes, sir. Get right on it. I'm doing it, boss. I'm, I'm getting right on it. Like, I'd be that that person like to listen to God and understand when it's time to cut off something that's become toxic and when it's time to fight for something uh, that's worth fighting for so um, the topic of this is really like um, it's it's what happens when the commonality we've run out of things in common when you run out of things in common find more things revisit those things that you do have in common begin to make those things greater than 
um, what you don't have in common. Because when you magnify your differences with other people, it's going to cause a fight and it's going to cause a fuss. And, you know, it's, it's all good when, um, you first meet somebody and you're like, you like coffee. I like coffee too. We're going to be best friends. And then years down the line, when something serious comes up, you're not able or adept to handling it because you're just, you know, your relationship only centers around this frail thing. That's why when you get in a relationship with someone, you have to build it on. That might be your commonality might be what attracts you to a person, but it can't be what keeps you around a person because I've things in common with a lot of people, but I don't mess with a lot of people in the area of relationships. And the reason why is because you have to have more than commonality. You have, I have to know that your mentality is that you respect the things I do. You respect my God. You respect who I am in God. You respect my purpose. I'm going to do the same for you. So you don't even have to worry about that. So if I see you as a friend, I need to know and understand that you res- you at least respect what I do and you don't think I'm a clown. And I, I just can't be friends with people who think so low of me. And so a lot of times I just would like, I will cut it off. Like you really think, oh, you thought because I'm so nice that I won't check you about this. And that's the only reason why you were calling me a friend or you just wanted to take advantage of my generosity because you're, um, you're, you're a leech. Okay. So you just thought that I was not going to ever check you because, you know, you just felt like you're above checking. If you're above checking, you're not my friend. I won't check a stranger, a random stranger. I won't be like, Hey, you're being emotionally cheap. You're hiding from your friends. I'm not going to do that to a stranger unless God put that word on my heart to give them. And then he would have to confirm that for me. But if it wasn't that, I would never check a stranger. I would check someone who I am in relationship with. Like that woman, we have a business relationship. So I had to tell her like, hey, this is coming off real unprofessional. And in the same way, you could have a marriage where that person, you've lost commonality with that person. And, and now, you know, you have to be the step into your role as their help me. And I have to say, you know what? Uh, look, nah, bro, we're not doing this this week. We're not doing it because it's not godly. And this is taking you from your purpose. And it's robbing this marriage of peace. And no, we're not doing that. And you're going to have to be that budding against. And a lot of times we see those butting against moments as negative. But if I'm going in the wrong direction, if I'm going in a direction that can cost me everything that I've worked hard for. And you say, hey, you're going the wrong way. It's not like, oh, screw you. When you tell me about I'm going in the wrong direction. So I don't want to hear that. So I'm going to just X you out of my life. I'm like, good looking. You know, I, I need somebody in my life that's going to be a wrong key girl. And if you know, you know, there's this video, this viral video, and this lady's singing and there's somebody in the choir that's like, wrong key, girl. And then the woman's like, I know, but I got perfect pitch. And I'm just thinking like, I need a wrong key girl in my life. I need somebody who's going to be not afraid to tell me about myself. I'm not going to be that, okay, I got perfect pitch type of chick either. I'm not going to be like, oh, I have perfect pitch. I'm going to check myself with what they said and be like, hey, I'm in the wrong (laughs) walk. 
wrong key. <laughs> I need somebody like that in my life that's going to be like wrong key. And I'm not going to be like, oh, we no longer have things in common because I'm fighting with them all the time because they're always telling me the truth about myself. I'm going to be like, you know what? Thank you, Lord, for bringing people in my life that are not afraid to tell me the truth and that love me enough to tell me truth. Even if what their truth is, is, is not, um, ends up not being factual, it's still important to hear people out. So ultimately, guys, just understand that if you are running into situations where you no longer feel like you have anything in common with someone that you are in relationship with, you're going to have to find things that you do have in common with them and magnify those things. And that will help you to maintain that relationship and keep it up. I'm not saying you you make small differences um, or minimize differences that are harmful or toxic. What I am saying is if it's a difference you can live with, like they started out loving coffee and now they start to drink tea. Ultimately, that's that's their life. They want to walk around cranky because they don't get enough caffeine. That's their business. <laughs> that is their business. That's not some reason to walk away unless your entire friendship was built on your love for coffee. So um, this has been another episode of Let's Chat. Thanks for listening. And until next time, everybody, let's be chatting.